Okay, so every time I come home from recording the podcast, Beverly asks, hey, what did you and Matt talk about? And then I told her what we talked about. And then she's like, okay, well, what was his response? And I'm like, you should wait until the podcast comes out. Well, I should have some type of, you know, reward since my husband is the one that does the podcasts. Okay. So without putting out the first uh, part of this podcast, I'm going to put out the second part first. And not because of you all, uh, because I love my wife, I'm going to put this one out. So this, uh, I would imagine, is very relevant in everybody or a lot of people's lives. So I would definitely like some feedback as well on uh, how you feel about this particular subject. And uh, tell me what you think. All right, here we go. This is Truth Talks. Welcome back, everyone, to the Truth Talks podcast. I'm your host, Buddy Boone. Thanks for tuning in today. Here with me in the studio is the pastor of Bellcroft Bible Church. His name is Pastor Matt White. How you doing today, sir? I'm doing great. Yeah, now that I've pressed record. <laughs> we just literally just talked for probably about 20 minutes, and I didn't have it recording. So you all missed a whole lot of stuff. That was just, just really good. Uh, but, you know, it doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> it was for my benefit, I guess. Anyway, there so in God's sovereignty, you know, we'll we'll talk about for, for your ears only. Yeah, yeah. So I will uh, try. We will try to reproduce that. But <laughs> now that Pastor White, uh, I can't call you Pastor White. Now that Pastor Matt is warmed up, uh, I'm gonna ask him, slave, man, just slave. <laughs> I'm gonna ask him the same question again, uh, just to uh, just we just didn't for, get very far. We didn't. We did. That, that's which is good. Which is great. <laughs> we, did, we didn't even begin to answer the question. Yeah, which is great. That's that's a good thing. Oh man! All right. So yeah, I'm going to ask him this very uh, uh, controversial set of questions that you all will be able to uh, listen to. And uh, okay, great. Now, now that now I'm going to ask it a different way. So okay. this is actually good. There this you is go. Actually good. So, See. Okay. Excuse me. So. In 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 the uh, the the evangelical world, in the world of church and all those things that come with it, right now there is this uh, push and this drive uh, for people, and this is the buzz buzz phrase I would say that a lot of people like to use, and that phrase is "love your neighbor." Yeah. So through um, through wearing your mask, through staying home, uh, through washing your hands uh that has been like the buzzword and now with the vaccines that are uh uh reportedly in the news and you know being approved and 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 uh you know tested uh loving your neighbor is like the thing the the buzzword now it's like you love your neighbor by doing these things you know with that being the case uh one i want to ask you about that phrase love your neighbor okay and is that something that is true? Are we truly loving our neighbors by wearing our masks, by washing our hands, by, you know, staying home? You know, yeah. is that is that truly a, a, a place of loving your, neighbor, loving your neighbor? Well, it could be mm-hmm. if your attitude and your heart is is Christ centered. It clearly could be an aspect of that. Mm-hmm. Yet. Let me step back and and say a few things about that phrase and where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. 
by and large, that phrase is being used by politicians mm-hmm. and medical experts. Okay, mm-hmm. that's who's coined, you know, the usage of that, and clearly many others are. But it's being promoted on the airwaves by politicians and and the quote unquote medical experts. And by nine months into the COVID nineteen debacle, we know now that if there's one thing we don't have is a medical expert as it pertains to COVID nineteen. Mm-hmm. There are no medical experts, and anybody that pro- proclaims to be that is 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 nothing short of a, of a liar. Because we really know very little about this um, virus. We know more by God's grace, and that is the point, God's grace. We know a lot more than we did in March, and praise the Lord, we have some therapeutics, we have some understanding, but there is still, there is still so much ambiguity and confusion about this virus and how it spreads and all these things, and sadly... I think the lay people of the world know that, but the medical experts won't say it. Hmm. They keep promoting, you know, that they know. I just actually, before uh, I came over here to record, I had the news on for about five minutes because that's my limit. That's it. And and I watched (laughs) one of the most premier medical experts in our land say they knew exactly how to stop this current spike. And I looked at that screen and I thought, what arrogance. Hmm. They have no clue how to stop it. Mm-hmm. Because if they did, then why in the world are we here? Right. You should have stopped the first one. They, they Again, it's it's just arrogance. It's pride. It's foolishness. Was right? it lockdowns? That was oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And of course, we did that and it didn't work. And so... Again, it's the arrogance. It's There are no medical experts when it comes to this. And what there are is people unwilling to humble themselves and admit that they know more than, again, and there's a lot they do know, and I'm not minimizing that. But the speech that's coming out from these people is uh, is quite disheartening, but not surprising. Mm-hmm. Because by and large, most of them are unbelievers and selfish, sinful people and deceived, right? Deceived by their own goodness, deceived by their own intelligence, deceived by their own power. And that's what the Bible says. So Mm -hmm. it doesn't surprise us. So this is why I'm bringing this up. So when I have someone like that telling me I need to love my neighbor, I have somebody who by, by every intent of the word and the understanding of scripture, who's in the kingdom of darkness and they're going to lecture me about loving my neighbor, I'm immediately going to go, wait a minute, what do you know about loving my neighbor? Like, what do you, how do you define that? Because do you know anything about love? Well, obviously they don't because they're blinded, they're deaf, they're enslaved to sin. Mm-hmm. Love in their in their world means something totally different than the biblical world, mm-hmm. right? So... Everybody keeps throwing this phrase around, and few actually understand what it means, and few actually can biblically define it. Just like I watched uh, the uh, wannabe senator from Georgia who's also a wannabe pastor, mm-hmm. and uh, he was using that phrase and said he's a Matthew 25 Christian. Mm-hmm. I, 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 let me just say, hermeneutics, every passage must be understood in what? It's context. And he clearly does not understand what Matthew 25 context is because mm-hmm. that is tribulation. And so, and so he knows nothing about right. what he's talking about, right? 
But anyway, he's using the phrase loving your neighbor and, and giving them a, a, a cold glass of water and all these things, right, that are in, in that passage used out of context as he was doing. And he said, that's the kind of Christian I am. Well, we have to understand who that is, who's, who's essentially schooling us or confronting us with he loves his neighbor mm-hmm. and we don't. Well, this is, this is a guy who loves his neighbor, but he utterly promotes, supports, and wants to heighten abortion. Mm. So wait a minute. You're saying you love your neighbor, but you kill your neighbor. Wow. How is that not a biblical contradiction? So, mm. so when, when I'm going to hear someone who says, I love my neighbor, while they stab them in the back at mm-hmm. the same time, mm-hmm. i.e. kill them in mm-hmm. the womb, abortion, then that tells me, this person, sadly, doesn't know what they're talking about, and sadly, they're blinded to it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I can't, I can't explain that to them. They would never listen to me, and if this podcast ever made it to them, they would only castigate it, mock us, and mm-hmm. call us archaic, because they're blinded, right? They're, mm-hmm. they're in the kingdom of darkness. They're under the power of the evil one. So, again, your Bible will lead you well into these areas, right? Mm-hmm. And, it, and, and all I'm saying is you have to be careful when you listen to the world and you have to be careful when the world tells you, the experts of the world tells you what's best. Hmm. Does, I'm not denying that people can't be smart. They are, i.e. ungodly, uh, unsaved, worldly people can be smart. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm not denying that. There's an intelligence there and there's book learning and all of that can happen even as an, as an unredeemed person. And that does happen. And I'm thankful for that. And that only happens not because of them. That's common grace. Mm-hmm. That's the common grace. They have right. they have rain. They have they have uh, <clears throat> sunshine. They have good health. Not because of them. Not because they worked out. Not because they ate well. That's God's grace in their life. Mm-hmm. So they are where they are as a medical quote unquote expert or a doctor or a lawyer or whatever it is. They're only there because God has saw fit to allow them to get there, mm-hmm. to give them what they need, right? The Bible's clear. You have everything you have is from the Lord. You have the skills you have, it comes from the Lord, everything. So I understand that, and I believe God uses those people in ways they don't even know. However, I also know what the Bible teaches, that these people are deceived and that they're filled with mixed motives. Mm-hmm. Everything they do is tainted by sin, as, as even ours is, but we know it, and so we're humbled, right? Mm-hmm. We're looking out for that. We're always guarding. Am I doing this for self, or am I doing this for, for personal gain? Mm-hmm. They're never looking at that. Mm-hmm. They never question that. They think everything they do, right? John 16, 2 says the Pharisees and the scribes actually, actually thought they were serving. They were actually serving God in persecuting the prophets, Hmm. Right. And then, of course, uh, Paul even said that when he was killing Christians, he actually thought he was serving God. Well, that's scribes and the Pharisees when they killed Christ. They actually thought they were doing God's work. Mm-hmm. You know, he was a blasphemer. And so we're, we're we're following the law. We're stoning him, killing him, crucifying. So, I mean, that's the world. Right. That's unbelievers. So but the Bible is clear. We do not trust men. We trust the Lord. And so there there needs to be not a conspiracy theory. But there needs to be what I always called a sanctified skepticism in the believer's heart and life when mm-hmm. it comes to the world, mm-hmm. especially when the world starts telling me to love my neighbor. Because mm-hmm. then I say, you're right. If you understand love my neighbor as die to myself, if you understand love my neighbor, 
that means I sacrifice myself on your behalf. Mm-hmm. If you understand love my neighbor that says, I put myself down that I might lift you up. If that's what you understand by love my neighbor, that's biblical love, then yes. But I don't think that's what you mean. Because I don't see you doing that. Sound like a Nego Montoya. Yeah. I don't, I, you say yeah. those words, but yeah. I don't think, I don't you're think doing you know. <laughs> exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so, so all of that to say, the Bible teaches us to be very leery of following the wisdom of the world. Because mm-hmm. the wisdom of the world is set on fire from hell. Mm-hmm. Right? James chapter 3 and 4. The wisdom of the world, 1 Corinthians 2, it's foolishness. Right? And God has proven that over and over again. And so... When I see wisdom coming at us and it's from the world, I immediately step backward. I don't mm-hmm. run into it. You're going to give me a vaccine? I step backward. Why? Because it's coming from the world. Mm-hmm. I don't trust it. Mm-hmm. I, I, st- I want to do my research. I want a biblical wisdom. I, wa- I want to go slow. I wanna, uh, and so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be leery of everything mm-hmm. in a biblical sense, not a conspiracy theory, not a, you know, hide in my bunker and... And uh, that world is coming. No, I'm just, it's called prudence. Mm -hmm. It's Proverbs, the book of Proverbs. It's called biblical wisdom, prudence, being wise, trusting the Lord, not trusting man, Mm -hmm. right? And so, so when it comes to these things, there has to be a right sense of, here's, here's a good way to maybe say it, Christ-centered hesitation. Mm -hmm. Before I run into anything, before I listen to any expert about anything, Lawyers about whatever I'm, whatever litigation I might be in, uh, doctors, whatever they're telling me. Even if I'm going to not even COVID nineteen, but I go to a doctor and he says you've got this problem or that problem. That's why we get second opinions. Why? Because mm-hmm. I'm hesitant. Mm-hmm. Does this guy know what he's talking about? Right. What is? Why is he telling me to go on this medication? Why is he telling me to do these things? I want to get another and maybe another. Why? Because that's prudent. Mm-hmm. That's why. Why? Because the Bible says man is deceived. Man. Doesn't, doesn't know as he thinks he knows. So those principles clearly carry over into this realm, if ever, mm. because this realm is marked by so much confusion. So we have seen how the last nine months has, has um, unfolded before our eyes when it comes to COVID. Over-exaggeration, overreaction, over-inflation of all kinds of stuff. And if you don't believe that, then... You have to crawl out of the rock you've been living under because this thing has not this thing has not rolled out as it should. Government, this will go down as one of not completely but clearly one of government's greatest failures. This thing has been handled awful. Mm-hmm. There's just no way to get around it because, and in part, and and the sad reality is you can't really pin it on one person because it spreads across all all of them. Mm-hmm. Bec- and here's why I think it's been handled so poorly is because it's, it was politicized. It was the yeah. perfect storm. It hit in a in an election year, mm-hmm. right? And and yet there were things, definitely some things that have gone well in in the sense of that 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 government has done good in the sense of they've pushed it forward and they've emphasized certain things and that's been good. But by and large. This thing has been a disaster. It really has. The way it's been talked about, the way it's been promoted. And again, so if that's our leaders and the way this thing is handling, and now they're giving us a vaccine, why why would I immediately jump in? Yeah. That's tough. So, so again, I'm not saying I wouldn't, and I'm not saying people shouldn't. I'm saying people need to be wise. They need to be prudent. They need to do the research. They need to go slow. And here's the biggest one of all. 
that concerns me in this. Everyone's already talking. The same people who tell me to love my neighbor are now telling us to, to trust the vaccine, to put our hopes in the vaccine. Everybody. I mean, vaccine. The light is coming. It's the vaccine, the vaccine, the vaccine, the vaccine. And I'm just sitting there going, oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. No one can understand if, if the vaccine works. It is only because God has been gracious. Mm-hmm. My hope is never in a vaccine. My hope is never in in an antibiotic. My hope is never in medicine. My hope is never in a surgery. I believe in all of those things, mm-hmm. but I believe in them because God has so chosen in his common grace to use them to bring about good, temporal, physical good in the lives of oftentimes wicked sinners. And so my hope is in the Lord. So therefore, I'm in no rush. I, like, I, I'm not anxious. Most of the vaccine and all of the stuff around this is all driven by fear. The lockdowns, fear. Masks, fear. Vaccines, fear. It's all driven by fear. Get everybody afraid and then go in a certain direction. Well, what if you're not afraid? What if you have no fear? Hmm. Then you do what? You go slow, you're patient, and you make wise choices. Mm-hmm. Well, the believer should not be afraid. He should not have no fear because God is in control. God is the author and of his life. Every day has been written, and so we trust the Lord. So, so we go forward in this with a theology that tells me man is wicked, man is deceived, and man is always driven by mixed motives. Always. So if I know that, then I, I'm not going to trust man immediately. Yeah. I mean, eventually, yes, in the sense of, all right, he's, he's developed a car that works, and I'm going to get behind the wheel, and I'm going to go 70 miles an hour down the road because I trust it's going to hold together, right? Mm-hmm. But again, you don't do that immediately. You see that it works, and mm-hmm. you trust the Lord. And so you, we, we will eventually get there, but only as we trust the Lord, only as we make wise choices, only as we go slow and we evaluate things, and then we're able to make decisions that are right, good, and true. But even in those decisions, even because there's danger, there's danger in getting behind the wheel of a car. There's dangers in taking a vaccine, always. Mm-hmm. There's dangers in taking medicine. I was just said on Sunday that uh, 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 a close, uh, um, my, my wife's family has a close friend who just lost a 30-year-old daughter, just died, and she went in for simple eye exam. Mm-hmm. And the and and there must have been they don't even know yet that there must have been a an aneurysm close to her eye and the exam it was a pretty serious exam but it was a, an exam nonetheless and that triggered an eruption of the aneurysm and killed her. Hmm. It's like there's danger in everything, yeah. right? In the sense of we could die at any moment, mm-hmm. right? Our lives are fragile, and so. So no matter what it is, I understand that and I trust the Lord. So if I get if I take the vaccine, I'm not worried. That's the side that a lot of people aren't going to get. Mm-hmm. They're going to be worried, so worried about the vaccine, they're not going to take it. Well, it may be the right thing for you to take it. You mm-hmm. need to research it. You need to look at it. You need to study it. You need to come to a conviction and conclusion. You need to see that man has done his job. This thing has really been tested. This thing has really been proven. Look, it does work. Then take it. It's good. But some people won't. Why? Again, they're not trusting the Lord, mm-hmm. right? Because whether you get it or you don't get it, you still got to trust the Lord, right? And yeah. so uh, so there's wisdom, there's prudence, and there's conscience. 
If your conscience is so pricked against vaccines, then don't take them. Mm-hmm. Because Paul is clear to sin against conscience is never good. Unless your conscience is seared. Oh, it will sear it, right? No, I mean yeah. like in a, in a negative way. Oh, yeah. No, no. You, I mean, again, you have to check your conscience. Mm-hmm. Your conscience is not infallible. Right. Only the word is. But to immediately, to immediately go against your conscience is never good because you then turn off the internal alarm system that God has put into your into your life Mm -hmm. so you have to check your conscience you have to protect your conscience and you have to uh strengthen your conscience with the scriptures so um so you have to you have to guard that so immediately if your conscience is against it no then you have to go get some counsel Mm -hmm. ask your pastor ask an elder ask a leader hey am i thinking rightly about this from the scriptures and then that helps you check your conscience right and walk through those things so yeah it's a tumultuous tumultuous issue that is going to demand patience, prudence, and time for the truth to come out about this thing. But it's also going to demand a sense of, not urgency, mm-hmm. um, but a sense of sovereignty, mm-hmm. where we trust in the sovereignty of God. I can be patient. I can wait. I can mm-hmm. wait. I can wait till the fall. I'm not going to be you know, standing in a five-mile you know, five line to get vaccinated in March you know, which is likely what it'll look like when mm-hmm. this thing really rolls out to the public. You're going to see, it's like, you know, let, let some of those other people go. There you go. I'm going to love my neighbor. Let them go because <laughs> I'm, I'm not worried about it, mm-hmm. right? And so I'm, I'll, I'll let them go. And then once this thing rolls on and it's like, okay, this thing definitely seems to be safe, right? Mm-hmm. And people aren't keeling over and seems like the numbers are going down. And okay, yeah, then seems like it's prudent for me to get like the flu shot right seems like it's prudent for me to get this i interact with people a lot i'm around it it's a big deal okay yeah that would be a good thing to get and uh so yeah just be wise be prudent take your time but whatever you do sanctified skepticism we don't have enough of that and again i'm i'm i think i'm not talking about conspiracy theories i'm talking about biblical theology mm-hmm. the bible w- will lead you to that Mm-hmm. When you understand who man is, you will not trust in man. And by the way, the Bible tells us not to trust in man, yeah. to put our trust in the Lord. Mm-hmm. The Bible tells us actually to not trust in princes, kings, leaders, rulers. Mm-hmm. And that's what most of us do. So mm-hmm. we just follow the Bible and trust in the Lord and then use the wisdom that the scripture gives us and the wisdom that the spirit of God gives us through the scriptures as we walk through this world. We'll be able to decipher and know those things and lead our families and our people well. And in so doing, that'll be the most loving thing we can do for our neighbors is to live a biblical life, trusting the Lord. Good. You know, it's funny when, when you mentioned uh, that gentleman (laughs) uh, talking about, he's a Matthew 25 uh, type of Christian. um, My first thought was, Oh, that's that's a different scripture than what I would think someone would say when they say love their neighbor. Yeah. Because I would think that they were talking about and love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. Um, because, you know, my first thought was, well, wait a minute. Aren't you supposed to love God first? Yeah. <laughs> you know, but they skip to the love your neighbor part as if there's some type of piety. But, with no, it, you well, know? but no. Yeah. But it's a manipulation. Mm-hmm. Because that's how this whole thing works. That's how it's always worked, right? Mm-hmm. The whole thing is, you're not doing your job. You're you're the problem. You're 
you're you're you're you're the issue because you're not loving your neighbor. You're only caring about yourself, mm-hmm. right? That's that's how they force people into a position of of defense, mm-hmm. and uh, that's all it is. It's using scripture. It's twisting scripture. It's using scripture as a as a uh, as a weapon rather than what it's meant to be as the mm-hmm. word of God that brings forth truth to bring clarity and all of that and ultimately salvation. And so, yeah, no, they, again, it's and again, it's sad to say, but politicians are are uh, are um, uh, manipulators on so many levels when they start. Anytime you hear a politician quote scripture, just cover your ears. Well, I mean, there are some good scriptures in 2 Corinthians, right? Yes. And, and the palmist, you know, in palms. That's it. That's it. <laughs> I was like, I, he probably doesn't know what no. that is. Because, no. I mean, even, you know, my kids can tell you that it's pronounced Psalms. And yeah. it's, you know, most, you know, I don't know anybody that says 2 Corinthians. It's 2 Corinthians. Yeah. Paul's second letter to the church in Corinth, you know, call it that. But, yeah. No, it's, so when it comes to the vaccines, um, grace is going to be needed. Mm-hmm. grace because there's going to be variants of opinions i'm yep. talking about in the church so mm-hmm. christian to christian so i've talked about how christians should view it from the world let you know i know we've come a long ways in 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 vaccines development again again common grace yet every time we develop a vaccine it is a it is a scary issue because of what a vaccine actually is and mm-hmm. what it does mm-hmm. right um it's pretty, uh, pretty amazing. And, and yet, you know, I mean, how long have they been working on the AIDS virus? We still have no vaccine, mm. you know? And so you shows you that vaccinations and vaccines are, are not easy things to develop. And to think that we have developed one in less than a year for a virus we know very little about makes me go, but we've been studying AIDS for 30 years cancer 30 years you mm-hmm. know it's like so and they've been trying to vaccinate aids so i mean that's been one that they have thrown everything towards and they can't find one so again i'm not saying that it's I, I hope it is legitimate and i hope it does work and i have no reason at this point to think it won't i'm just saying i'm gonna wait so yeah my, my also my prudence has come with the reaction to the uh the actual vaccine because you know two months ago the talk of a vaccine was like oh no no it's, it's going to be a bad idea it's going to be a bad idea now they're like pushing it as the great white hope like yeah. this is going to be you know yeah. this amazing thing that comes and i'm like well if you can't make up your mind about whether or not you're yeah. going to like or dislike the vaccine then yeah, it needs to be a lot more prudence in studying it and making sure that it's going to be legit and it's going to be okay. So know? let me just be really clear. Mm-hmm. Do not trust the government. <laughs> I mean, that's about as clear as I can get it on anything. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying don't don't follow them when they tell us what to do. Mm-hmm. I'm saying when you get to a point when that's where you've got to be vaccinated, don't trust them. Do your research. And figure out whether or not, here's the key, is it right? Is it right for me, my family, to take this? Mm -hmm. When you know it's right, then you take it. Mm -hmm. Until you know it's right, you don't take it. Mm -hmm. It's that simple, right? And and you cannot look and say that, that the medical experts who have been proven to not be experts Mm -hmm. are telling us to take the vaccine. I'm saying, don't take it. Mm 
until you know it's right to take it. That's about as clear and, and biblically driven because, again, the Bible tells us not to trust our uh, leaders and worldly wisdom and the world. The Bible tells us to trust the Lord, mm-hmm. right? And so we need to be patient, we need to be prudent, and uh, we need to be um, uh, gentle in these things, and we, ne- we need not be afraid, we need not to be driven by fear. And when it comes from to Christian to Christian, we have to be gracious towards one another because, again, this is going to be an area where there's going to be differing opinions. Mm-hmm. And um, I totally plan on doing a whole a whole uh, lecture on this because I know it's coming. Mm-hmm. And this will be a potential division in the church to vaccinate, not to vaccinate. I've had to deal with this over the years. And it, there, you know, it comes down to conscience and personal uh, conviction. That's this is a matter of personal conviction. And um, so there will be people who are personally convicted that this is not the right thing to do. And for them, I'd say, good, don't get it. And there will be people who say, I, I, I feel like this is, I've done my research. I feel it's safe. I, I want to do it. And I feel like this is what I'm supposed to do. Then go do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, it's yep. that, that's what we're going to need in the church. Mm-hmm. And to give people grace to live out their individual lives, right? To live them out the, the best that they can to the glory of God. Um, but one thing's for sure, there's going to be no room in the church for those who have been vaccinated to not fellowship with those who haven't, right? Mm-hmm. That's the division, right? Because right. now we're back to eating meat, sacrifice to idols, not meat, you know, uh, castigating brother, you know, whoever wants to ca- categorize themselves as the weaker brother and the stronger brother. And it's like, mm. you know, because they're both going to categorize themselves as the stronger brother. Yeah. The one that doesn't get vaccinated, see, I trust the Lord more. The other one over yeah. here, I'm more loving. I'm thinking of you. That's why I'm getting vaccinated. Mm-hmm. That whole deal. And it's like, again. I didn't even think about that. That's yeah. a good way to look at n- it. No, no. So there's going to need to be grace. There's mm-hmm. going to need to be patience. There's going to need to be an understanding that there will be differences of opinions. And, uh, and again, if you trust the Lord, it doesn't matter. Don't yeah. worry about it. Mm-hmm. You just trust the Lord. You do what's right for your family. You do what's right before the Lord as you are, as you are driven by biblical conviction on this. There's not, a, there's not a verse in the Bible that says, be vaccinated, don't be vaccinated. So it's not like that. Um, it's biblical principles that are going to drive us in this. Yeah. Trusting the Lord, not trusting men, mm-hmm. right? And yet coming to a conviction and conclusion over time to where it's like, okay, I can, I can trust this vaccine because I've seen it, yet I know there's risk involved and I could die. Jonathan Edwards, right, one of the greatest minds, the uh, theologians America ever, ever came out of America, he died from a smallpox vaccine when yeah. he became president of Princeton. Mm-hmm. So he was there like four months or three yeah, months. Yeah, yeah, because it was it was part of the deal. If you're going to be president, you got to get the vaccine. He got it and he died. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know it was a part of the deal. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, wow. yeah. And so, so um, yeah, I mean, now, of course, we've come a long ways from that, but still, it just demonstrates. Now, what are we going to say? What are we going to say, that it was the smallpox that killed him? That was God's sovereign timing. I mean, that was yeah. it. Mm-hmm. So again, that's where we trust the Lord. And so I, I could die. My children could die. Anybody could die when they get a vaccine or when they go for an eye exam, like I just said a minute ago. Mm-hmm. We trust the Lord, right? Again, I'm not, I'm not worried, right? And yet, at the same time, if I think it's the best thing to do, get a flu shot or, or whatever, I trust the Lord while I get the flu shot, mm-hmm. right? And so, yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> the the 
I think the biggest thing that has been kind of messing with me in this whole thing is just the uh, the outlook on it. You know, having this outlook of, you know, like, where is my trust? Is my trust in the vaccine or is my trust in God's sovereign plan for me? And I'll tell you how, you know, it always goes back to this. Your trust is always where you focus. True. So, and that's what's so scary and saddening, uh, as sad as you view the church, Mm -hmm. their focus right now is on COVID. That's why I talk about it so much in sermon illustrations almost every week, because it's where, it's where the church is. It's where people are. They're living with it, and it's very sad. Mm-hmm. This COVID-19 has revealed the immature nature of the modern church at best. I think it's, in, it's revealed also the unregenerate nature of so much of the modern church. And so uh, it's, it's, uh, when it comes to the vaccines, it'll be no different. Mm-hmm. This should not be our focus. This should not be our exhilaration. It should just be a blip on the screen. Mm-hmm. We're living for the glory of God. We're discipling. We're evangelizing. We're planting churches. We're training men. We're raising our children. We're living for the Lord. We're fighting the flesh, the devil, the world. We're doing these things. That's our focus. That's our life. Oh, and there's COVID-19. Should I get vaccinated? Should I not get vaccinated? All right, spend some time researching. You know what? Let's get vaccinated. Go down and get vaccinated. You keep moving. Like that's it. It's just a blip on the screen. Mm-hmm. It's no big deal. It's like the flu shot, right? It's like, oh, I'm going to Africa. You know, it'd probably be a good idea to get get the yellow fever shot, get the uh, flu shot. Yep. Get take some malaria pills. Yep. Yep. Get typhoid shot. Get all right. Yep. I mean, I mean, again, it's just a blip on the screen, mm-hmm. right? Just all right. I'm headed this way. Could I die? Have I had to sign waivers and getting vaccines when I travel abroad? Yep. But I and I sit there and they you have to sit there and they watch you for 15 minutes to see how you're going to react. And uh, I remember one of the times when Tom and I were traveling overseas and we're looking at each other and he goes, wow, this is really serious. I guess we could die. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, brother, every day that that was ordained by God is already written. If 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 you or I die today, the only thing you have to go to heaven knowing today was your day. Yeah. I mean, it's just not a big deal. Mm -hmm. Again, prudent. Is the vaccine legitimate? Is it? real and in that sense i gotta have it to get into the country to do ministry so yeah but again it should be a blip on the screen mm-hmm. you know once you've done your research once you've lived wisely been prudent been a godly man um it's not our focus yeah for many it is the focus because it's their trust and that's sin mm-hmm. that's anxiety that's worry that's not christ-like at all and so that's where the church needs to mature and and by god's grace we will i.e. The, the, the modern church. The Lord is purifying his church, and he'll use this this uh, COVID-19 to conform the church more into the image of Christ, and that's a good thing. And that's he's building his church, and it's glorious to watch, and it'll be good. It'll be good. And I'm thankful for the common grace of antibiotics, vaccine surgeries, medical advancements. All these things are uh, in, in undeniably on so many levels just common grace being objectively quantified right before our eyes. Mm-hmm. It's not It's not the glory of man. It's the glory of God yeah. to undeserving man. Mm-hmm. That's And that's the humility that is utterly absent from anyone mm-hmm. on the leadership scale as we go through this. And that has been, I think, most disheartening, uh, probably above all else, because no one will step up and actually lead us through this. 
they just keep manipulating us through it. Yeah. And that's sad. Mm-hmm. That's sad. Yeah. Because everyone knows. Yeah. If they Governor really... Hogan gets on there and spews of all he's done. You Watch the next. Uh, I haven't watched one for a while because I don't need to. They're all the same. Mm-hmm. Right. He'll get on there. He'll spend. He'll spend the at least half of the news, uh, whatever conference, conference that he does, telling you about everything he's done. Mm-hmm. You just you just mute it because <laughs> you've heard it. And yeah. it's just like, come on, man. Mm-hmm. Be honest. Yeah. Tell us. We don't know what we're doing. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's and a lot everyone to think says, about. You, everyone says, you can't say that on your leader. Yes, you can. Yeah. Because people already know. Because mm-hmm. you know what what happens when you say that? People actually start listening. Yeah. You know what they do when he does what he does? Same thing that, that we all do when Donald Trump does the same thing. We just shut him off. Mm-hmm. Just think pride, arrogance. You got to be kidding me. Mm-hmm. You really think that? You yeah. really think that's something? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, again, but why do they do that? Blinded, mm-hmm. deceived by their own intellect, which is foolishness to God. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot to think about. I, I appreciate you uh, uh, giving me that. Well, we're going to end here and um, we're going to come back next time with another podcast thank you all for tuning in today if you uh like the podcast please subscribe to the podcast also uh leave us a review and then share it with uh your neighbor uh and a friend and uh their friend and their neighbor as well so thank you all for tuning in today now here is the gospel of jesus christ this is the gospel of jesus christ the biblical gospel starts with god out of nothing god made everything including you and me to bring himself much pleasure His purpose for us as humanity was to love, obey, and enjoy him perfectly. Instead of this, man has sinned against our loving creator and acted in rebellion. Since God is good and just, he must punish sin that deserves eternal, conscious punishment under God's wrath in hell. But God, being merciful, loving, and gracious, had a plan to punish sin, and so be a just judge and yet forgive sinners and so display mercy by sending his own son, Jesus Christ, the co-equal and co-eternal son of God to take on human flesh, fulfilling his perfect requirements in the place of sinners, loving, obeying, and enjoying him perfectly. Furthermore, Jesus bore the full wrath of God upon the cross and he satisfied the eternal anger of God, standing in a place of sinners, though he was himself perfectly sinless. God showed his acceptance of Christ's sacrifice by raising Jesus from the dead after three days in the grave. Now Jesus commands everyone everywhere to repent, turn from their sin, and believe, trust in him. This is the glorious transaction. God then charges Christ's perfection to the sinner and no longer views him as an enemy, but instead an adopted son and daughters covered in the perfect righteousness of his son. We can now have peace with God and have eternal life with him forever. It's true for every person in every culture, in every place, in every language through all time. So our response to this good news is repentance and faith. Dear hearer, behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Turn from your sins. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and this day. Be reconciled to God.
Thanks for tuning in to this. Please subscribe to the podcast and leave a comment. If you have a question, please send them to the Truth Talks Podcast at gmail.com. Visit our Instagram and Twitter at the Truth Talks Podcast. And visit our website at bellcroftbiblechurch.org. Delighting in the word that we might walk in the truth. A ministry of Bellcroft Bible Church.